Hello, my friends. It's Britt with Athlete Dietitian. Athlete spelled with an E-A-T to remind you that even if you don't consider yourself an athlete or maybe you're just an active person, in order to feel like an athlete, perform like an athlete, and be an athlete, you gotta eat. My goal in forming Athlete Dietitian is to help you feel more empowered around food, appreciative of your, of your body, and overall just happy. Learn with me in our online courses And in this podcast, as we explore marathon training, active lifestyle fueling, busy schedules, and simple eating. This episode is for marathoners only. I give a recap of the most recent half marathon that I did. Honestly, it's not relevant at all if you don't do endurance sports. I just talk about how I fueled for that half marathon and how I prepared for it. So if you are a marathon or half marathoner, welcome. And this episode is for you. So you can see what it's like, what it looks like broken down, how many gels I took, everything down to the to the detail. So feel free to sit in for, for the 15 to 20 minutes as I recap the Mount Nebo half marathon. Hi friends, I guess I am starting a tradition now of recapping the races that that I'm doing. So this past week weekend, I did a half marathon in Utah. So it was called the Mount Nebo Half Marathon. It's run by Runtastic. Um, they have a full marathon as well, but I just did the half. And this was mostly to prepare for the full marathon that I have in November. So it's the Revel Big Bear Marathon, which if you are familiar with Revel, you're, they're notorious for these downhill, beautiful courses. They're beautiful Um, And downhill, you think, oh, that makes it easy, which yes, it does make it more, make you run faster just because of gravity. Uh, But (laughs) of course, if you're not used to running downhill, if you live in a flat area like I do, you should be training more on the downhill because it does kind (laughs) of trash up those legs. And I was feeling that a little bit this weekend. Luckily, I had trained enough both on the treadmill and driving up um, into the mountains to get some of that elevation loss and to feel how how it feels to run downhill. Uh, But I want to recap how this, this downhill half marathon went. And it's pretty funny. Actually, I wasn't really planning. I wasn't planning on racing until November. So I was just going to go into this training cycle training here and then going up to that full marathon and, and just going for it. So, but, uh, just last month in our running group text, uh, one of the ladies texted and was like, Hey, are any of you interested in running the Mount Nebo half? It's in August. Uh, I'm considering doing it since we have that big downhill uh, race coming up, m- marathon race coming up. So so we all did the research and within three hours, we had all booked flights and signed up for that half marathon. So if you have running buddies like this, it's it's a fun, it's a good thing when you have buddies that, that will immediately just decide, okay, yeah, we're all going to run a half marathon together. My husband thinks I'm crazy, but he deals with it. So we did this half marathon this past week and it was, it was beautiful. It ran down uh, Payson Canyon in Utah, which I'm not super familiar with that area, uh, but it, it gave us views of Mount Nebo, the Utah Valley and Utah Lake. So it was really pretty when you start up high and then you are able to see those views. And I'm looking forward to that as well for the November full marathon that we're going to be doing in, in California but it's it's just nice to to have a race where you can just take in the beauty 
I've done races in the past where there's just nothing really to look at and it makes it a lot more, more difficult. The one side downside to this marathon was just not having as many, um, people cheering you on. So that kind of is a downside, but it's nice to just be in nature and just look at the views and just see how pretty it is and just really take that in and enjoy that experience. So either way, it was a good experience for me. Um, the second or the half that full, that half marathon at Mount Nebo, uh, elevation loss was about 3000 feet, a little over that, I believe. Um, and so it was pretty significant. I had trained for it both on the treadmill and outside and I felt, felt pretty good about it. Um, I want to go through and kind of recap going through the entire uh, race and what I did to prepare for it. So the day before, well, the week, the week before the full week, I was really focusing on making sure that every single meal that I had had some form of carbohydrate or carbs. And this is, it's important for a half marathon. It's going to be even more crucial for a full marathon. Uh, but because this was part of my training cycle for a full marathon, I really wanted to replicate and try to see how it would feel during or kind of practice. So I would know how it would feel on, on that full marathon race day. So, so the whole week really focusing on carbs at every meal and then also hydration. So I carried my water bottle everywhere. My husband got annoyed because I had water bottles everywhere. I would have hydro flasks, um, basically just filled up throughout the house so that they were everywhere. And I would make sure that I was drinking enough at all times. Um, and then Thursday, Friday, so the race was on a Saturday. Thursday, Friday, I was taking in high, uh, electrolytes. So through hydration, I was using Drip Drop, that brand. Um, you can use any brand you want, of course, but that's the one that I really enjoy. Um, it's got more salt than than most, which is what you need. Um, and I think it tastes pretty dang good as well. So that was a big priority. And then I was traveling on the flight, made sure that I got enough hydration since I was flying, um, drinking throughout the, the airplane and bringing food along as well that I was used to. So I made sure that I ate food that I'm normally would. I normally when we travel, like sometimes we'll be eating out more than we want to. I made sure that I brought a sandwich and, and snacks that my body is used to so that on the flight I had something that, that I, that wouldn't surprise my body. Uh, that evening, we we ate teriyaki bowls, uh, which is pretty normal for me. That is my usual pre-race meal, night before pre-race meal. So we we did that, just loaded up on rice and uh, chicken, teriyaki sauce. So all those good carbs with a little bit of protein. Uh, and then just continued hydrating. Uh, the night of, I got a pretty decent amount of sleep. Luckily we didn't have to wake up as early as, as I have in the past since the race started at six 30, didn't have to wake up too early. Um, but woke up, um, I had some overnight oats that I had made the night before. Unfortunately, I forgot to grab almond milk and I put it in water and it didn't taste the greatest. So I was kind of choking it down. Um, and for some reason, my nerves were a little bit higher for this race than it has been in the past. And I'm not really sure why. I don't know what what was causing those nerves. I was really trying to breathe and uh, tell myself positive affirmations and things like that. But for some reason, like my brain felt ready and, and excited, but my body just felt nervous, jittery, um, kind of shaky. And I felt like 
the food that I was taking in just wasn't really digesting well. So, so I tried to eat my full uh, overnight oats that I had. I, I downed about half of a banana about, oh, so, and timing wise, I did that, those oats. Um, and literally for those that are wondering what was in it, it was one of those Justin's almond butter packets mixed with, uh, I normally would have done almond milk and then about a half cup of oats and I just left that in the oh and cinnamon as well just left that in the fridge and then ate it basically on the bus on the car ride to the bus and then on the bus so that I could slowly be taking it in not taking it in all at once just so my body would better absorb it and digest it so after that um kind of sat around at the starting line waited for for the race to begin And then about 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes before I ate about half of a banana, I tried to eat the whole thing, uh, but I really had a hard time digesting it. And that's something that I definitely want to work on for my full marathon. So noticing that, that the, 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 that I was a little bit more jittery than normal and just appetite was struggling. Um, I think if I were to do that again, I maybe would have started eating the banana a little bit earlier. So instead of starting at 6 to 6.10 or whenever I took it in, I probably would have started at like 5.45 to 6 um, instead, just to give my body a little bit more time to take it in, um, to chew it, and and just take it in a little bit slower and a little bit sooner. Uh, and then, of course, I was taking in electrolytes throughout that those two hours that we were waiting, um, at the, the starting line. So really that, that was, that was important for me to do. And then about 10 to 15 minutes before I took a gel that had caffeine. So it had about 75 milligrams of caffeine. That's what I used. And it gave me a good amount of energy right before the race. So I felt good about that pre-race, uh, routine. Um, it's pretty similar to what I have done in the past and it has worked for me in the past and it did work for me during that race. I wanted to make sure that I was giving pre, pre-fueling and pre-hydrating as much as I could because there's a lot more control that I had at that point than I do during the race. So I really just tried to make sure I was pre, pre-fueling and pre-hydrating as much as possible. So then the race started. It started about 6.30. Uh, the gun went off and then we went out and I fueled with gels every 20 minutes. I tried um, something that I'd done in training uh, the gels. They're called V V Fuel. Um, I used the peach and the chocolate flavor, alternated between those. And then I also, I was supposed to have a Huma gel and I don't know where it went. I don't know if I forgot to pack it or what. So I was down one gel. So I actually grabbed one from the, um, from the aid station. Yeah, they had goose and they had a little bit of caffeine in them too. So I saved that caffeinated gel for about two thirds of the way into the race. So I think it was about an, yeah, it was an hour when I took that one. So it had been an hour. I took that, um, caffeinated gel an hour into that race. And then on my last gel, for some reason, my body just wasn't tanking it in. I pushed pretty hard throughout the race. And because it was downhill, I was trying to conserve energy at the first. So the first two miles, I was trying to conserve energy a little bit more, wasn't running as hard as I could. I was trying to conserve a little bit and feel like, okay, I could go a little bit further, but I'm or a little bit harder, but I'm just going to conserve a little bit. And that felt good. Um, at mile two, it started getting really really downhill. And I was like, I can't really hold back. Uh, I, I got to just let the downhill take me. So that's when I ramped up the speed a little bit more. And I kept that pace pretty good, pretty well until, um, 
until it kind of flattened out a little bit more. And even then I still tried to keep up the pace pretty good. And, um, and then toward mile 12 or mile 11 or 12, when I took that last gel that I had, it just didn't, it didn't settle well. And I think my body was just done and tired and, and was kind of ready to, I mean, all it was focusing on was, was going faster. And so I think my digestive uh, system was just not focused on, on absorbing or taking in anything. So at that point I kind of wondered like maybe for future planning, like maybe I should be fueling a little bit more. So maybe instead of every 20 minutes, maybe I'll try every 15 and just see if I can pre preload myself with as much as I can, or even including more uh, liquid, liquid calories or carbs. So the gels usually have, um, around like 20 grams or so. So maybe I should take in, uh, some, some hydration that has about that many grams of carbs so that I can replace a gel with, uh, a water or sorry, with fluid carbs or fluid energy so that my body can take it in a little bit better, or even just trying different forms to see what, what might settle best. Cause for some reason, I mean, it had worked in my training, but it didn't work so well during that last, those last few miles, but it was okay because I was almost done that it was fine that, that I, that I finished strong and I still had enough energy because of fueling uh, before. So, so if that, if that's how my, my full had turned out, if I, if at mile 12, 13, if I was struggling to take down gels, that would be an issue for sure, because I would still have 13 miles to go. So that's something I'm going to have to definitely pay attention to in my training when I'm doing longer runs that are longer than the 13 miles. Um, so if I'm running 15, 16, 18 or 20 miles, I'm going to really pay attention to how my body takes it in, especially toward the later, the later end of those runs. So I can see, uh, what, what I might need to change. And maybe I'll experiment with different types of gels, especially toward the end on ones that are better absorbed and also, or better, um, tolerated, I guess is a better word. And ones that I think, uh, maybe even trying that the liquid energy as well and just see how that see how that works for me so that when race day comes for the full marathon I will be better prepared. So that's one thing I love about training or using races as training as you're able to to learn things every single time. And in terms of effort, I was very happy about my effort. I was very happy with uh, the way that I felt, I felt very strong. I felt like at the end, I really had a good uh, push. Um, I was able to keep turning my legs over and uh, have a lot, a decent amount of energy throughout the entire race. And I feel like my pace, pace-wise, uh, it was pretty, pretty even throughout throughout the race. I mean, I was up and down. 20 to 40 seconds, but overall, I feel like average, I was right around the same pace, which, which is good. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't slowing down significantly at the end. I wanted to try to shoot for a negative split and just really shoot for, um, having the, the strength and stamina, uh, since I have been doing a lot of that strength training, I just wanted to make sure that my body was, uh, strong. So I was happy about that, happy about my effort. Uh, if you had seen my Instagram post, I talked about how how it w- I was a little frustrated with my uh, with my time. And uh, you can go over there and read that, but but I kind of had some regrets of, man, if I wouldn't have stopped to use the bathroom, I could have PR'd 
or if if I would have paid attention to this or that, then I I could have gotten gotten a better time. So it was a little frustrating that I didn't PR. I was eight seconds off of my PR, but now now that it's been some time, I've been able to think about it a little bit more. I'm just proud proud of my effort, and know I know that that it's it's not the last race that I will do. I have more opportunity. Um, and it's okay that I felt upset at the time. Um, feeling all those feelings is just a part of the process, but that those setbacks um, really helped me to set up for a comeback so I can then learn, learn what I did different and formulate a better plan for the future. So with all of your races, I want to use the words of my friend. <laughs> she said, always ask yourself, what did I do right today? And what lessons can I did I learn? So no matter what, always be proud of yourself when you do accomplish your goals. Or I mean, when you do accomplish that race, even if you don't hit your goals, at least you're able to learn something because each of this is it's part of the journey and it's it's what we do. It's what we sign up for. So I'd love to to hear from you. Have you ever experienced anything um, during your races where you really learned something? What did you learn? I would love to hear from you. So make sure you come and talk to me over at athlete dietitian, athlete with an EAT underscore dietitian over on Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear about how your training is going, what you're training for. And if you are somebody who are looking at improving your marathon and overall just becoming a better lifetime runner, I encourage you to enroll in the Essential Marathon Nutrition course. Over there, you will find 10 lessons, including things like the long run, how to fuel on race day, how to fuel day to day even hydration, supplements. There are 10 full lessons where you can learn and know everything that basically everything that you will need to know going into your marathon. This will set you up to be a stronger runner. And if you are interested in learning more, make sure you head to the link that I will put in the show notes. It'll be athlete dietitian, athlete with an EAT.com. You can go over to the essential marathon nutrition course there. So happy running, happy feeling.